welcome everyone to Leadership of Fools. Another one-on-one discussion we have today. Uh, an opportunity to learn from uh, an elite sports person, someone who knows a lot about leadership. And I'm uh, very thrilled to introduce Rocky. Thank thee for having me. I am most thrilled to be here. Thou art most kind to present such a welcome atmosphere for me to enjoy. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thou uh, hast caught me with a gap in my schedule and I am happy to have it here plugged. Tell me about uh, a typical schedule for you. Well, what does Lord Rocky of Balboa do with his day? He doth train to become that which he would want to be. A boxing champion most admired. So, um, those of you who uh, don't know too much about our guest today, you might have already picked up. We have Rocky the Balboa. No, I've got that wrong, haven't I? Oh, Instantly. A shame on thee, and yet I shall forgive thee, oh. for thou art most kind of thought and sweet of face. My name, as thou wilt have heard most plentifully, is Lord Rocky of Balboa. <laughs> The stallion, most Italian. <laughs> and for this uh, chance to speak my mind to thee, I am most grateful. So, and tell me a little bit more about uh, how you make a living, your profession, your livelihood. With these two fists do I pound out my fate to capture that which I would have. No opponent can withstand that which I would give to he. <laughs> a chance to talk thus I do enjoy. Normally my fists do do my talking for me. I can Yet imagine so. <laughs> for thee, so shalt I let my tongue therein waggle. Fantastic. So I'm gonna um I'm gonna explore a couple of things uh, and maybe get underway with um with your coach, Mickey. Aye. Can you tell us a little bit about Mickey? This man those who hath indeed seen Rocky the Third will know of his fate. Yet I shall no spoilers here in, in part, though I will say rest in peace, good Mickey. Is this a spoiler? Aye, indeed, his fate is now writ large for thee. <laughs> but this man who did his wisdom therein share with me did my heart touch and my fists guide. Without he I would naught. But a street rat have remained. Aye, Lord Apollo of Creed. Yes, and the bouts subsequent were somewhat uh, hand-picked. And um, I wanted to explore that with you. How did you feel when, uh, when your coach talked you through that? Well, as thou speakest, such is truth. Uh, for my coach, who I did trust with my... With guidance most true, alas, he did seek to guide me down a path most protected. And though I knew not that he had softened my challenges, I did think that those I fought were of strong merit, and that when I beat them I had proved of what I was. And yet, as thou knows, alas, Mickey had thought little of me. And did seek to protect me from those who could perhaps have matched me better. So I'm trying to, um, again, this sounds like a bit of a leadership moment. You had uh, had a peak moment when you won the championship belt. Ah. In fact, can, let's, let's revisit that. <laughs> so that was a return bout against the champion. Days most glorious. Apollo of Creed. Apollo of Creed. I did fight him once and yet there was... No, uh, no real victory there to have. And so we fought again. And this time was I most triumphant. 
And by a matter of... Mere seconds were there for me to snatch that crown from Toppy's head. Okay, so um, now I'm curious. What happened next? You were the champion of the world. Aye, atop my throne I sat. And uh, you were celebrated um, media darling, a hero to many. Aye, the very city did spring to life whene'er I walked the streets. Fantastic. It was as if I had sprung new life into this town of which darkness had reigned. People looked on me with fresh vigour. And yet, a quote I'm going to read here. Aye, read it thus, uh, I shall hear it. From Mickey, who said, you got civilised. And that's the worst thing that can happen to a fighter. Aye, perhaps in the spotlight did I dance too long and did not embrace that which should be embraced by one who proclaims himself a champion. But alas, these tough conversations that Mickey sh perhaps should e'er have had with me were left unspoke. These words, these quotes thou hast of him, alas, were spoke too late. Too late and not directly to you. Aye, they were spake as things that should have here been done and yet were not spoke when time there was to do them. So we project forward. Um, I'm curious to talk about uh, a particular moment in time with Thunderlips. Ah. Can we uh, describe that moment? Thunderlips being a world-class wrestler. wrestler. Oh, whose girth was momentous to behold. A mountain of a man therein did seek to meet me in the ring. For charity's sake. Yes. Aye. For a wrestler and a boxer therein to test their mettle against each other. Ne'er has such a thing e'er attempted been. And yet we thought if to raise money for those in need could perhaps an entertaining bout ensue. And was it entertaining because it looked quite painful. Well, I would say I did seek to meet him in the ring in, with grace and uh, endeavour. I did seek to put a show on for those who would watch, but perhaps with tongue-in-cheek, therein would we meet. But when he I faced, there looked no such grace within his eyes. I feared he did this match with more import Yes. in snare. And yet, it was considered a draw. Uh, so there was a moment there where we were all concerned for your health, thy your physical safety. Thy concern was matched tenfold by mine own. <laughs> right. And yet, uh, that classic guts and determination that kicks in. I, I did seek to dig deep within myself and find reserves of will therein as yet untapped. Okay, so we paint that picture. You are... Uh, champion of the world. You're fighting the champion of the world in terms of, of a wrestler. And he does seek to a fool of me there in paint. Yes, and yet your coach, and I'm going back to this tricky topic, yeah. your coach was setting you up with fights with seemingly genuine contenders. I also, I thought. And yet... And uh, yet they, they were... were... Perhaps not of highest caliber of which I did therein assume they were to be. Okay. And so when here I met this thundered lip, oh, well, he did test me there. And I did think that in the end I proved that if I am met with stern challenge, I can to that challenge rise. Absolutely, absolutely. And yet there was another man 
another man. I clubber the lang. Is that that man of which thou speaks? I do speak. I do speak. He in the shadows lurked. Yes. Unknown to me, sheltered was he from my gaze by Mickey. Right. Who had seen him and knew or thought perhaps that if we were to meet, it would my downfall prove. And so up until that moment, and I suspect it was actually some sort of event uh, presentation, uh, your statue on the infamous stairs. I was most honoured on this day. And this man, Clubber the Lang. Clubber the Lang did challenge me thus. And a challenge most with respect lacking did he taunt me there. And though I did seek to my gloves therein hang up, I did seek retirement's That's warm right. bosom to embrace. That's right. You're about to retire. Indeed, I had announced it thus, and all were aghast that I should utter such words. And yet, I was at peace with this decision, and... Would have there walked away. And yet the taunting that emanated from this man, who, as I say, was as yet unknown to me. Well, I could not bear it. And tell me what kicks into the body when you are challenged like that. Well, I did think that one such as I could not bear such bitter taunts. And so t'was naught but a reflex there to rise to this challenge he issued. And yet, perhaps, t'was not... "'Twas not from a lighter place within me that I did rise to this challenge. Perhaps twas my hubris that therein seek to answer the challenge thus. Perhaps twas my pride that was therein pricked. For Clubber the Lang, alas, did see me for what I were, right. and did know that to prick my pride would therein get the outcome he desired. Your hubris. Uh, this is intriguing. My hubris air plumped. Right. From years uh, upon the throne, and uh, again for our listeners, it's it's a it's an important uh, piece of awareness for a leadership. It can take over. It can have us doing things uh, without self awareness. Uh, for I had my goals there achieved, and did think respect there earned, but alas, I did upon the plateau there there reside. And sought naught to push myself further. I thought that to sit upon this throne that on the plateau there sat was enough for me to continue on. And that my pride would e'er be satiated by what I would embrace. And yet I knew not that this plateau would be usurped, would be uh, e'er bested by any whose hunger there remained unsatiated. And so it was too that this man clubber the lang did show me that of which I lacked. I have a, 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 qu- a quisitive look on my face. I think I understood what you've just said. Ah, my words are plain and yet wrapped in riddles. <laughs> so, so you accepted the challenge, is that correct? Aye. And you went into training. Aye, I did. I did seek, seek to train as I had air trained before. And yet perhaps... <laughs> Not quite. If I were to look back on what I had... Uh, what I had achieved upon my training, perhaps my heart trained at not its capacity full. And again, your coach was quite aware of that. What did your coach say during that, that training time? He did seek to get my eyes air fixed upon the prize. He did seek to get my heart air steeled for battle. And yet I remained jestful of what he would 
prompt me forward. I did, I did feel that none could challenge that which I had e'er achieved. My recollection was uh, your training was filled with media, spotlight, cameras, uh, massive uh, pieces of artwork. My priorities here skewed. Yes. And yet Club of the Lang trained where? He trained in solitude, seeking not the spotlight. The spotlight's gaze was not his prize. Right. The camera's click was not a sound that warmed his cockles. Yes. Nay, he sought only to hone his skills. He sought only to improve that which he could improve, to take that which he was best at and make himself air better. I recall uh, watching on something like an ESPN or some sort of sporting coverage, uh, Clubber Lang being interviewed before the fight. Mm. He was asked for his prediction, mm. and his prediction was? Well, I, if I remember correctly, he did predict pain. Mm. And I doubt not that that pain would be endured by him, at least in his mind. I, I know full well that his prediction there entailed pain forthwith for me. Right. right. There imparted by him to me. Yes. The pain that he would give to me would be by me endured. Yes. Yes. So, um, again, this might be slightly painful. Uh, Club of Lang, Club of the Lang became the champion of the world. Ah, he did snatch that, that crown from top of my head and, and place it there atop his own. Dear friend and mentor and coach. Slipped from off this world into another. Gone from me, unable to guide me ere longer. And so you had gone from Rocky the Second, atop the, the world, the movie, Where and to I? Rocky the Third. At this point, we are hitting an all-time low. I had hit Rocky Bottom. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> such lowest ebb had I here, had I ear found myself. Fant uh, I was about to say fantastic. That's not the right uh, response. Sometimes, though, you must go to the lowest depths therein to see the light above. Yes. Yes, so... Only when we in the gutter lay can we see the stars anew. Yes. And how did you recover? So who who in your life, um, my sense was Apollo the Creed plays played a role, your my, uh, my dear once, wife... My once foe. Adrian played a role. Perhaps my even, dearest love. Even your brother-in-law, Paulie, might have played a role. Aye, my dearest love's dearest brother, Paulie. He, too, played his part in this puzzle that was to piece me back together from my air-fragmented self. And so let's talk about Apollo. Oh, my he approached you and with an angle of helping you to find the eye, the eye of the, the tiger. Aye, he did point out that which was lacking in me and did seek to steer me on a path most true. And though I was most cautious in what I could achieve, for I had been beaten most profoundly. Aye, my confidence there lay shattered. Shards of confidence upon the floor needed sweeping there and would be ere long in the re-piecing together. And upon his approach, your sense was you could rediscover the champion within? He did seek to instill in me a belief that he knew still resided within me. For if he knew 
anything about me, it was that I could, in my own self, believe if given a chance to do so. Yes. And I, again, recall from the documentary, the movie itself, a sense of you going back to the streets, going back to where he it all began. He did strip away all those trimmings that had dazzled my eyes and lured me from mine own sense of self. He did seek to remind me from whence I came. And this lesson, though, was hard to learn, for I had grown most comfortable in my comfort. Yes. I had luxuriated in my luxury. He did seek to steer me from this path and put me back from whence I had air clawed myself in the beginning. He said, I, thou hast sought to lift thyself from the depths, yet to the depths thou must return to find out who thou art. And I recall a meeting between you and Adrian on the beach. Twas fair Adrian who there did shake me from my reverie, did cause me to in the hall of mirrors take long hard looks upon myself and confront those fears that were my biggest stumbling block. Those fears that I dared not give voice to, she did rouse from deep within and force me to here confront lest they get me uh, off course and wrap me in deepest consternation. Now I've uh, got some quotes here from that particu particular moment. So I'm picturing, so what are we picturing? We're picturing you uh, in training gear, on a beach, uh, Adrian, your wife of many years and love and support. And she was challenging you with comments like, you've never quit anything since I've known you. These are harsh words to hear. Tough conversations must she have with me. And yet she is true. She, she knows of what I am capable. And she knows that I am not these capabilities embodying. She knows of what I can be and yet that I refuse to be for these fears do hold me back. She also reminded you that Mickey loved you, that he protected you and that was his job. Aye, and the guilt that I had for his passing was also an anchor there stopping me from moving forward and until I confronted these guilts I could no more uh, set myself free than a bird air lost in a cage. And interestingly, perhaps uh, there's many famous quotes from Rocky the Third, mm -hmm. and yet this one here is probably most apt when it comes to leadership. And you, it was this actually came from your fair words, and you said nothing is real, for if you don't believe, uh, nothing is real if you don't believe in who you are. These words that I spake could not ring more true if ere they were writ large upon the sky. And Adrian then said. What's the truth, damn it? And you said you were afraid. And never a true word was spoken. And perhaps my biggest fear was admitting that this fear here resided in me, to give voice to this which I had denied for so long. Perhaps this was indeed my greatest fear, to say that I was afeared. And yet even as these words my lips escaped, so too did healing begin. So too, so cathartic were these words within me that the fears ere given voice were almost instantly expelled. 
So much so that my recollection was the music kicked in and the infamous training montage Aye. of which you are most famous. Aye. If thou canst not train in quick snippets there in peace together with a hearty soundtrack, then thou hast not trained at all. <laughs> That's right. And I, my favourite moment, I think, was that moment when you were swimming and you could even pull... Who'd you pull into the pool, Paulie? <laughs> Aye. Dear Paulie, the butt of many a joke, and so too was he like a drowned rat there in the pool. So we're, we're picturing you, a, a former champion, uh, uh, someone who was had been to the very top of the mountain or the top of the stairs. You then hit rock bottom mm. and you're on your way back up. Aye. At that very same time, Clubber Lang mm. was actually bad-mouthing you and your coach. And Aye. here are a couple of quotes from him. Aye. Uh, he said he didn't hate you, but he pitied the fool. Aye, he did these and words here rubbing to me as if salt into my wounds. And our podcast is called Leadership of Fools, so mm. I'm curious about that. So he pities the fool in you. Aye. Uh, and in many ways, perhaps he was now that he had the crown atop his head and in the throne there sat. Perhaps he too was a hint of hubris there indulging ah. in. Perhaps this was his journey as the spotlight there nipped at his heels. Intriguing. Perhaps he too was feeling that the hunger that he so used to claim my crown was experiencing satiation of the smallest order, therein creeping in to cause pride in his words. This is intriguing because he called you a paper champion mm. and he called Apollo Creed a has-been. These words were sent to sting, and yet they did more harm to he than either... I or Apollo of Creed. So we He'd... are now literally back in the ring for the rematch. Aye. What's your recollection of that particular fight? It was a fight most brutal. I did have to call on all things that I had learnt, all things that I once was, and all things that perhaps I thought I should be. I did have to reinvent those thoughts that once held true and think of them in ways anew. I did have to see my opponent as not something to fear, but something who, through fear, had been propelled to cause me to become more than I once was. And did you have the eye of the tiger? I hope that without it I could ne'er have stood a chance. So... Without it, I would have been bested, and I was bested not. The eye of the tiger is that something others can find in themselves. It lays within, waiting to be roused from its slumber. Thou need only prick it, and it will there stir. Mm. And so you won that rematch. You won that rematch in the third round, I think? I count the rounds not yet. Uh, he tested me, sure, and upon this night... When I stood atop this man who had here bested me, who had the fool therein made of me, I felt naught but connection to those who had propelled me on, who had picked me up when I was at my lowest ebb. People like? Lord Apollo of Creed, 
who, as thou knowest, was once a foe most most afeard of me, uh, who was a foe who had tested me, and now had sought to a friend therein become of me. Uh, he had naught to gain from therein lifting me up from where I was, and yet he sought great comfort from it. And of course, fair Adrian, whose love uh, was at the very center of all I sought to be. Um, and wherein perhaps in my hubris I felt alone atop my throne, in this moment I felt here surrounded by those who without their aid I would surely still have been strewn upon the refuse of mine own uh, embarrassment. So you've shifted from hubris to humility. Indeed. And is that something a champion has? Uh, One should seek to have humility. One should seek to know that what achievements thou has through thine own fists uh, and through thine own fortitude, there tis a team behind thee that propels thee on. Thy fists are honed in their skills by those around thee. Thy heart is hardened in its resolve by those who would have it uh, steered on course. All parts of thy puzzle uh, that leave thee there alone in the ring, thou art ne'er alone, for tis all those around thee that do steer thee on thy course. There was a challenge that Apollo the Creed had set, mm-hmm. a favour mm. he had asked of you. Aye. And it, it, it actually required the two of you to get back in the ring. He got his famous trunks back out the ones that have the stars and stripes yes he did seek once more to challenge himself upon my hands and yet the movie came to a, a freezing halt aye in the moment and we want to know who won aye these two once foes now friends once more in the ring there find themselves two fists therein to fly and who would triumph and prove this question thou would seek an answer to, and yet my lips are herein sealed. Oh, so the mystery remains. Lord Apollo of Creed and Lord Rocky of Balboa know of who triumphed upon this day, and yet none, none other shall herein this knowledge there imbue. So, Rocky, do you see yourself as a role model? Uh... If thou see thyself as a role model, then thou art a role model not. Tis for others to see thee as a role model. Thou canst seek naught but to make thyself pleased with thy actions and thy resolve and those around thee. Thou canst seek only to please those whose affections thou craveth and whose uh, opinion therein matters to thee. To set thyself on a pedestal is folly. This has been uh, a conversation full of incredible insight and courage and wisdom. Are there, is there anything else that you could offer those of listening uh, around leadership and what it takes to be a champion? Look deep within thyself. Cast not thy eyes. Seek not favor from those whose soft words would, sh- would swaddle thee in comfort's clothing. But seek to harden thyself from within. To, to give thyself challenges therein to rise ere swiftly each time thou seeks to 
plateau, thou must a new challenge seek. Rest not upon thy laurels, for thy laurels will give thee no comfort when e'er thou art met with a challenge that thou can no longer best. So I just want to thank you greatly. I seem to recall um, one of our other hosts, Rick Brown, just about to walk in, and we might have a quick debrief with him. No. Um, but I have a strong desire for raw eggs and a, uh, hmm. a run around the block. No. Finished by a... Tell me one more thing. I can't help it. Uh, running up the stairs. Why do you run upstairs? Uh, tis good for the muscles in thy legs uh, and thy, the cardio of thy vasculars. Do enjoy such extremities. And, well, the streets of yon Philadelphia, do they not have steps most serene? Canst thou not look upon these steps and not seek therein to run atop them? Even if I were not in training, if I were simply walking past these steps on a day's journey and I were to cast my gaze atop, I fear my legs would therein propel me onwards and I would find myself atop the steps and know not how I got there. So entrancing are these steps of yonder Philadelphia that all who see them therein do my theme song here in their head and therein find their legs each step propelled atop. And, and do this city see from this view as I did when in my training montage I did excel. I'm sort of glad I asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Rocky. And uh, I think we have Rick Brown back. Good day to thee, sir. This Rick Brown pleases me not. I shall get out of here and uh, something else I say. My words are gone. <laughs> Thank you. So, Rick... Yes. Rocky the Third. Where can we see it? Uh, you should probably go to the Butterfly Club uh, during the Melbourne Comedy Festival. It starts on the 25th of March. It finishes on the 31st of March. It's a 7pm show at the Butterfly Club. Uh, and you will see... Uh, we've. I've, I imagine you've, you've summarised the basic story of, <laughs> of Rocky here. But you're going to see it spelled out large with all its ebbs and flows, all its dramatic uh, twists and turns... It's uh, there's, It's got a lot going on for it, this story. So, um, appreciating that not all of our listeners are based here in Melbourne. In fact, Fools. They're across the whole globe. And yet, if you can get to the International Comedy Festival, which is a wonderful event, if you can get to the Butterfly Club, 7 o'clock. Again, what are those dates? 25th of March to the 31st of March. And uh, tickets available. Yeah, on the um, uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival website. Just look for Rocky the Third and you'll find all the details there. Thanks very much. Bye.